Hey guys, how's it going? I'm back. We are back. We are back. So yeah, uh, I don't know. It's been like three weeks again. <laughs> three weeks again, I think. Yeah. Um, we had Halloween and stuff, so you know, kind of ate up time. And a uh, weekend before Halloween's always a pain in the ass. Had some stuff going on. Went to a show. Um, and yeah, Halloween. But we're back. Stoked. We are back. Back in the uh, yeah. Not in the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got plenty of hams tonight and some PVRs. We got stuff and things. Stuff and things. So what's been up, man? Oh, uh, you know, work. Horror movies, doom metal. Right. I'm actually really excited about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since we last met. Which we will we will get into. <clears throat> yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of been doing the same thing. Work. Work. Working towards different work. Yes. Um, which has kept me from, I guess, doing a lot of other stuff, but you know, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, just fucking, that's, I mean, that's actually been it with me. I've been basically going to work and coming home and just getting on the computer again, learn more shit. Yeah. I've been hanging out with my cats, um, listening to some older music, not like classic rock, but like older metal records from like mid- what have you been spinning um a lot of frightmare nice yeah both both albums uh if you've never heard them they're fucking awesome frightmare's great yeah they're like a death metal would you say grind like yeah some grind elements in there a little bit kind of but they're mostly death metal it's like death thrashy death thrash yeah like there's it's yeah yeah, uh, every song has a horror movie clip before it, kind of like a mortician. Which is their album that uh, opens with the Vestron. That's intro. bringing back the bloodshed, man. Yeah. Bringing back the bloodshed, that was 06. And then looking really good, man. Mm-hmm. Bringing back the bloodshed was more thrash. And uh, Midnight Murder Mania was more death metal. But both albums are really killer, and Dave Nobody actually knows who they are and complimented me on that. Like I, I love that it, we got to know Dave because when I first met Dave, and it maybe might have been just because of like he like does merch for Mask Intruder, mm-hmm. it's more like a pop punk band, right? And he's kind of runs with like a lot of his friends are in like pop punk bands. I just assumed that he was just mainly in the pop punk. Dave is into some fucking shit. He is. That, like, I'm not surprised anymore, but I was surprised when I found out that, like, the shit that he actually does listen to. Yeah. Like, All right. Me too. I was actually stoked. Like, he likes Fister. Mm-hmm. He loves Acid Witch. And apparently he likes Frightmare, and he knows about both their albums. Yeah. So, that right there, to his credit, is fucking awesome. I like Dave. Yeah, me too. It's coming up for uh, Carpenter's playing this month. Yeah, I think I'm going to miss that one, but I'm going to hang out. Yeah, he's coming up for it. 
So yeah, I'll definitely hang out with them. Is that on a weekday? Fuck, I can't. I, honestly, I can't remember when how it is. Okay, well, it was supposed to be at uh, L Club, which was going to be kind of cool because L Club's small, right? And like it was going to be like super like intimate show, and I think a couple things happened because I, when I was at Wasteland swimming through records at uh, Paul Bear Press's table, and I forgot who it was. One of the guests was sitting; his table was behind me, and somebody was talking to him about Carpenter coming on tour and they started talking about him playing in Detroit mm-hmm. and the guy was like yeah I heard it's at some like great area and hmm. you know he said something else and the guy was like well not really at all he's like it's a smaller spot but you know it's it's not a bad area and then it was like a week or two later it got announced that they moved it to the Majestic gotcha and I'm thinking it's a combination of they moved it because of they found out that spot and how small it was and probably it's in a quote unquote bad area but also if you got it to the majestic it's a bigger spot they can sell more tickets and make more money true but it's like dude i was so stoked to see him at l club just because of how small it is like that would have been like it's it would have been fucking packed and super tight but right super intimate show yeah that'd be cool i still have yet to check out l club it's a smaller spot. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, some good bands have played there. Paul Bear is playing there, or has already played there. They get some like obscure shit that you would never think that they would get. Yeah, there was another show, and I'm trying to think of who it was that played there. Elder. Elder. There you go. Yeah. Wait, did that already pass? Yeah, that's gone. Fuck. I know. All right, we're back. Cool. And we're back. I'm going to be editing the fuck out of this episode. Yeah, fuck it. Something um, I don't like editing. Yeah, I, I just know. Let the Sorry. Shit ride. I let the shit ride, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll just let that ride, too. Yeah, know. fuck it. Let it ride. Who <laughs> was it? Um, do you remember at Wasteland? Those, like, three girls we were talking to, and I guess they do, like, a podcast. Yeah. The one girl was, like, talking about, like, about what we do for it, and she brought up editing. I was like, I don't edit shit. And she's like, looked at me all shocked. She's like, you don't cut anything out? I was like, no. I was like, not unless it's, I was like, if it's something dumb, like we had to walk away for something or I'll cut that out because it's just dead space. I'm like, if we say something stupid, that shit, that goes. It goes, <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, oh, we added so much stuff. <laughs> like, no, man. Like, No, we let it fly. We don't care. Nope. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Elder would have been cool to see. Um, even though we probably only would have gotten to see them play two or three songs because their songs are really long yeah, and, uh, really progressive. They're, they're not a heavy doom band. They're like a progressive doom band. And, uh, I, I watched a live video of them playing and they only played two songs and they're like, I think we have time for one more after they only played one song. And he said, we apologize, but we can't write short songs. And then they just went into it. And uh, another cool thing was uh, Detroit's own bison machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy from Elder was rocking a bison machine shirt on tour. Oh, nice. And uh, Heavy and Beyond yeah. posted the picture of it. And I thought that was pretty cool that Elder was like plugging bison machine that's killer yeah because the one dude from heaven beyond's in bison machine yes and uh it was cool to see the guy from elder 
you know, showing some love for Bison Machine. Yeah, that's killer. Pretty killer. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Halloween. How was your Halloween, man? My Halloween was good. Uh, passed out candy. Okay. Um, hung out with uh my cousins. So, you know, did that thing. Hung out with them, passed out candy. That's cool. That was cool. Came back out here because I went down to my parents' house to do that. And then I ended up coming back out here because they were just... Uh, that ho- that neighborhood used to have a shit ton of kids in it. And I think uh, not so much anymore. So I just left and came back out here. And I still had a few kids walking around. So I passed out, finished passing out my candy. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. And then just fucking watch movies. Oh, okay. My Halloween, I uh, had to work. Uh, I got off early because I go door to door. And uh, you, yeah, you can't be fucking going door to door on Halloween with little kids. Watching. No, no, no. <laughs> we were off the streets by four. Um, what I did when I got home was fucking of epic proportions, and we'll get into that. <laughs> but. Uh, it was a pretty good Halloween. I ended up watching later that night Halloween 5, I want to say. And maybe Night of the Living Dead 1968. But uh, I just hung out with my cats. I had to work the next day. It was okay. It was all right. But what I did made my Halloween that much better. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, I didn't have to work the next day, but I'm kind of glad I didn't do much because uh, that's when I woke up the next morning and had that huge fucking plumbing issue that took me all day mm. and still isn't resolved, and it's going to cost me a stupid amount of money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am so sorry, man. That sucks. Uh, so shitty. Yeah. One of the few things that make me proud to be a renter or happy to be not proud, but uh, cause I'm not proud to be a renter, but I, <laughs> that's one of the perks of being a renter is if something goes wrong, they have to fix it. Oh, hundred percent. I've said it before. Like I would not mind like selling my house and just getting like one of those apartments that are above businesses. A loft. I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of like a loft. Where it's just like businesses close at like seven, and you can be as loud as the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Wayne, like right above an old store that's not even open anymore that they're still renting out. You oh, have yeah. to take an elevator to get up there. One of the old fucking freight elevators. Freight elevators. Yeah. That's piss. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, um, we. Wet and Seen, Primitive Man, and Bell Witch. Yes, we did. Yes. And Primitive Man put out a new album called Caustic. Came out like two weeks ago. Man, those guys are devastating live. They are so devastating live. Bell Witch, it was... I don't know. It was, I don't want to say trying, but it was like, you got to have patience 
to listen to to see Bell Witch live because they're so slow and so drony and so funeral doom like yeah. that an hour of that is just like holy it melts your fucking brain man like <laughs> by the end of their set I felt like I was high just from listening to them right but uh it was a killer show dude it really was Jimmy went with us Unfortunately, we had to sit through a thousand yard stare. I couldn't handle any of the opening bands. No, me neither. Mammon was fucking horrible. That's who the band was that we walked in with. Yeah, they were like a a black metal band, kind of, kind of, and their their singer wore a cloak, but he also was like a tough guy. I think. Well, I mean, I already told you my opinion on Thousand Yard Stare. Right. Like eight years ago, they were playing fucking like beat down hardcore. Yeah, they they could have been. I think they were. I'm gonna look. I'm looking up their history. I'm gonna find their first release. I guarantee it was a hardcore record. Um. Yeah. They were. What were they? I still don't know. It's like a mix of like hardcore and I don't even want to say doom, but it had like I guess more crushing type parts yeah i don't know yeah it was weird because they had like the bottom heavy kind of yeah tone their bass player was playing out of two full stack heart key fucking yeah he had like what was it he had two four by tens and then two two by fifteens yes he was definitely putting out volume oh yeah but uh i didn't care for the band too much no and I, but I did like them better than I liked the band before them. There was a band we missed too. I know. And I don't know who the fuck they were. I don't really. Uh, who knows? I saw a post about that show. It was before the show. This guy posted in like uh, this was it Detroit punk metal hardcore page that I mm-hmm. belonged to. Guy was like, "Hey, I'm new to new to the area. What's the metal scene? What's going on like in the metal scene or whatever?" Somebody posted that show. Guy was like, "Yeah, killer! It's a killer show, and all the locals are fucking. All the local bands are fucking killer as well." And I saw it after we went to the show, and I'm like, eh. "No, <laughs> not even a little bit, man." No, I didn't care for the opening bands, but Bellwitch was fucking awesome. Um, they played the new album, which is one track. And then Primitive Man played new material also, and uh, pretty crushing, yeah. pretty heavy. Uh, it seemed like the singer-guitar player from Primitive Man was in a bad mood that night, though. <laughs> I think he was mad at the sound guy. Yeah? I, I, I kind of got that vibe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he was extra pissed at something that night, but... It was a killer show and kept us out late. I ended up calling off of work the next day. Not so, not from drinking, but from just being out late. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy went with us. Jimmy came over earlier that day and uh, we jammed some NHL 94 and uh, spun some music and shit. But... Um, other than that, I don't know, man. I've just been watching the classics, yeah, which I usually do in October. I watched uh, Christine the other night. 
just because. I mean, fuck it. You know, the Thanks. day after Halloween, I watched it. So you say you watched it, uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I watched Silence of the Lambs uh, last night. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, had a fucking VHS tape that was still wrapped in plastic. It was, like, never opened. Was it actually factory sealed or just repackaged? No, it was factory sealed, but it was, like, a cheap uh, MGM re-release. Well, even those, those usually have a... Did it have the MGM stamp on the wrapping? It did, on the wrapping. Yeah, it did. I got it from a thrift store for a quarter. Never opened. But, yeah. So I watched that, and uh, actually twice... Dude, there's been three different stations that have been playing that movie the past, like, month. And I think I've turned it on every time I've seen it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fucking killer movie, man. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, not even with just that movie, but if I'm watching, if I'm flipping through channels and I come across a station playing, like, decent horror movies, I own it. And I'll still just watch it. Because it's on TV. Yeah, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I know all the good shit that I'm going to would want to see is got to be cut out. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I know. There's just something about, like, horror movies being on TV. Brings me back to a better time. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy fuck, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 is on TV. I'm going to watch it. Because when I was a kid, I didn't own it. And it was on TV. Yeah. You know, and then, like, we've brought up numerous times on our podcast the uh friday the 13th marathons that they used to do monster vision monster vision and usa usa up all night up all night used to do it and amc used to do uh friday fright something like that fright night fright night whatever the fuck it's called yeah it was like every friday and they don't do it anymore no dude i was actually at work watching uh all like the the clips from uh, Monster Vision, just all the stuff that they would do in between the commercials or between the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them, uh, the the Friday the Thirteenth Marathon, was uh, an hour long of just the snippets in between commercials, and uh, you know, broken up. From like eight at night or whatever until yeah, they six started, in the they morning. They started at eight and I think they ended at like five or six. Yeah, and they were able to go from up to episode part six. They did one through six in that marathon. No, they they didn't get the rights to part four. Well, they didn't do four, but they they did one, two, three, five, six. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. They ended up playing four eventually, but even in that, he bitches about them not having four. Yeah. And he basically tells the story of four. He's like, this is what happened in four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what blew my mind was some of the movies that appeared on Monster Vision that had nothing to do with Monster Vision. Yeah. That you pointed out to me. Yep. I was like, wow, that's... I think a lot of those had were later on. Like when it was just kind of going under. It just wasn't getting the whatever anymore so they were trying to get more mainstream they were just throwing in fucking movies that were still under the monster vision umbrella but they were 100 percent not even close to being like the farthest thing from a horror movie <laughs> yeah that's weird but uh yeah if the if the horror movies on tv i definitely watch it i mean i don't have cable anymore i've brought that up 
fucking hundreds of times, but when I did have cable, <clears throat> if there was a horror movie on cable, I was watching it. Oh, yeah. I was the same way. Yeah. I miss being able to, uh, like, on weekends, you always fucking catch something. You really don't anymore. No. That's why I'm glad I have the collection that I do. I yeah. can just pop in. The same. The same. Yeah. So pretty much all of October, I watched just classics, you know, because like throughout the year, it's very rare that I pop in a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Halloween movie because I've seen them so many times. But in October, I just get that itch and I want to watch franchise movies and just classic individual solo movies, you know, like Christine or um, Dawn of the Dead or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that's when I dig out all my classics. Yeah. Carrie and shit like that, you know. Um, so that's basically what I've been what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been uh see what I've watched. I really haven't I mean I've watched like a lot of the classic stuff just because it's been on TV and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. So if I find it, I'm like, whatever, fuck it up. I just keep watching whatever's on TV. AMC, I mean, they kinda suck this year. I actually been sucking the past few years. They only They'll show movies through October, but they'll show them for the first three weeks. They'll show them uh, at, like, in the beginning of the day. Right. And then by 1 o'clock, the last movie show ends, and then they do Walking Walking Dead from, like, 1 p.m. to, like, 4 in the morning. It sucks. And then the last week is when they start actually doing, like, horror movies all the way through. So I watched it on there, so I was watching... I like Halloween, Halloween two, four, five. Yeah. Uh, didn't they didn't three. play three. Yeah, they didn't have fucking three. No. Yeah, that's mine, a that's a hit or miss. Every once in a while they hide it. It is, and and the weird thing is, in years past they skipped two. They didn't have two this year either. I watched that on my own. That's crazy. They should. They had two, but it was Rob Zombies. Too. Yeah, that that's okay. Yeah. The original Jamie Lee Curtis two. Yeah. Was not, but they would play part three. Yeah, this time. This year they didn't. Huh, Unless weird. I missed it. They might have. Hmm. Yeah. What else I watched? Uh, I mean, besides that stuff. Uh, Say Living Dead. Cool. Uh, on Halloween, because I wanted to watch something at work, watch House of the Devil, because I had to find something that actually didn't have nudity in it. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I need is my boss who can see. She can actually see my computer from her desk if she wanted to. Last thing I need is her to look over and there's like a fucking pair of tits on the screen. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to. Which happened. I forgot they had nudity in fucking uh, Crystal Lake Memories. Yeah. And I was like, it's. I had it playing. I'm not looking at that monitor because I broke off three monitors and one monitor had it playing and I'm just. Looking at another one, but having my headphones in so I could hear it. And they start talking about the nudity. And I just happen to look over and they're just showing like a montage of like every naked chick in the scene. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Not for sure at work. Yeah. I just, eh. I, every once in a while I'll do it, but I always do it when I know I'm not going to get super involved in whatever I'm working on. So that way, when I know nudity's coming up, I just will skip ahead. Yeah. But yeah, watch that. Um, Watch Black Demons, which kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about later, along with uh, Ghost House. Cool. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been what I watched. Okay. Yeah, I watched uh, those ones. 
uh, Christine, Night of the Living Dead, 1968, Return of the Living Dead 2, uh, Visiting Hours, and uh, Fulci Zombie, Dead Alive, and Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. Slaughter High, The Driller Killer. Those are the ones I've been watching mostly lately. Um, Been spinning St. Vitus, Die Die Healing. It was their last album with uh, the original lineup before they broke up and went on their hiatus for their... (laughs) Forever. uh, Yeah, for like almost (laughs) 20 years and then came back when the Doom resurgence happened. A totally underrated album. Uh, Scott Riegers came back and did vocals when uh, Wino left and also the whatever the singer's name was that was on COD after he left Riegers came back and they put out just a gem of an album and then they broke up Uh, Jam Slasher Dave on Halloween Tomb of Horror and uh, let's see Sleep Volume 2 I haven't listened to that in a long time. Yeah, you have that on vinyl, mm-hmm. and we should definitely spin that tonight. That'd be cool, because that's a fucking pretty cool album. Uh, that's all I've really been listening to, and then the Frightmare and what we're going to get into. And what we're going to get into. Yeah. So. Other than what we're going to get into, fuck, what have I ever been <clears throat> listening to? Uh, jammed a little bit of insect warfare. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, because I, I actually haven't listened to them in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Um, for a yeah. while they were like the only grind band that I knew of that I liked. Yeah. Now there's like a fucking ton of them that I like, but they were like the band that kind of got me into attuning my ears to grind yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like just pissed off grindcore did you get the cd from zach gibson uh he burned that for me and i listened to it a few times but it wasn't until i like revisited the album on youtube gotcha like you know what i'm guessing world extermination it was okay yeah i almost bought it from uh dearborn music like years ago but it was a toss-up between that or the brand, at the time, brand-new St. Vitus album. Gotcha. So I, I picked St. Vitus, <laughs> but I held it in my hand and took a picture of it and sent it to Zach. Like, dude, physical copy of fucking World Extermination. Like, should I get it? Yeah, I got a burn CD with everything they've released. It's like, it's like uh, Isn't there, like, a box set or, like a like, a collection or something i honestly don't know i thought someone was talking about that like there might be maybe it's a different band i'm thinking of i have like a handful of uh i have a handful of their physical releases i got world extermination then i did the uh i can't even actually remember if it's title now but it's almost like a noise core type release like 12 inch gotcha then i got a seven inch they did with uh this all girl grind band from japan and I am going to butcher their fucking name because I I cannot remember it for the life of me, but this band is fucking killer. 
and I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me about that band. Yeah, they're fucking great. They uh, did a split with Insect Warfare. Yep, uh, split seven inch. It came with um, uh, it came with a uh, was it Maximum Rock and Roll, the Zine. Oh, okay. What the fuck is it called though? Either way, they're fucking. I'm I'm trying to look it up because now it's it's annoying me that I can't think of their fucking name. Yeah, the main bands that got me into grind. Oh, go ahead. Flagatia, City of Secrecy, and the Dilapidation. Well, okay. See why I can't remember exactly what their name was? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. Um, I think I had something else by them. I don't know, but whatever. Been listening to them. Shamed a little bit of Judas Priest. Cool. It's basically the, the normal stuff. Yeah. Actually, what the fuck guys I listen to? I think I jammed some macabre too. I think I'm still there. Yeah, I was jamming macabre last album or last uh, episode. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think I still was jamming macabre. Uh, right on. But do you want to get into uh, the other one? Yeah, real quick <clears throat> before we do. <clears throat> thank you, Low Low Day, for the Bongzilla grinder. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. She got me a weed grinder that has the Bongzilla logo on it. What a treat, and what a woman. Wow. Thank you. All right, let's get into it. Um, new Acid Witch? New Acid Witch. Holy fuck. Got released on Halloween, and it is great. I am stunned at how good this album is. It's fucking phenomenal. It's just flawless front to back. And came home, Halloween, got off of work early, hit my bong like 12 fucking times, packed it three times, put on the new Acid Witch, never hearing it before, with the exception of one track. Two tracks. Two tracks, one in which I only heard live. The other one I heard live and also recorded on YouTube. This album blew me back in my seat. It's so fucking good, dude. It's so good. I can't get enough of it. I can't. I'm addicted to the new Acid Witch album. Yes. I. I there's nothing more I can say. It's called Evil Sound Screamers. <laughs> Features uh, physical releases haven't actually been released yet. and I don't think the CD's come out. I think it's just digital. Just digital, yeah. But it's going to feature a cover done by Tim, the bass player of the band. And it's just a phenomenal... He's done every cover for an Ask Witch release. Yes. Minus the Midnight Mass... Seven inch because they had two other people do two different covers. Gotcha. But other than that, he's done everything for 
this band, and this is like he it his shit just gets better and better. It's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, even like even how it starts out with uh, scare tape. This yeah, the song scare tape, which I don't even song is just a fucking like they took a one of those like Halloween safety videos and sliced up some parts and threw some like tripped it all out a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Starts out great. Yep. And then, uh, First, I, I just learned, um, I, that actually blew my mind that you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I really didn't. It makes sense now though. Like I get it because especially that must've been slasher Dave's idea. Mr. Beastle. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the uh, masks that he would put all, in the Slasher Dave albums. All the, yeah, all the die cut. Beastle was the company that did pretty much, if you've seen the old school die cut Halloween decorations. Yeah. That was Beastle. Yeah, the ones that your mom used to put in the, you know, window. This homeboy that I got hanging over here. Yeah, the skeleton and the witch and. Uh, yeah, that's Beastle. Which killer. Was the first song called Mr. Beastle. And it's just basically about being fucking like. How dude's a fucking like evil, creepy guy. Yeah, yeah. And that song has a very macabre feel. Like the 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 band from Chicago, macabre. This song, Dave's vocals are like spot on macabre. And it was funny because I saw on Facebook somebody posted on Mike Mike's page like, "Oh, I fucking gra- I, I dig the macabre influence in the first song." And I'm like, somebody else fucking realized it too. Yeah, other than Candlemas. A lot of people were comparing it to Candlemas. Yeah. I would lean way more towards Macabre than Candlemas. You only hear the Macabre, in my opinion, in that in that song, Mr. Beastle. That's the only song I really get that very like heavy Macabre influence. Because Tim's vo- or, uh, Dave's vocals are different throughout the rest of it. It's basically just your normal Basic acid, acid witch. But yeah. Just the fucking guitar licks on this album. Mm. The Ooh. the way the synths are on this album. Oh man. It's not like the same like organy like psychedelic. It's more it has like a weird trippy fucking feel to it. It does. He does a lot of fucking uh like frequency bends with it. He does. And it it's perfect. Yeah, man. And the drums are yeah. The drums are fucking killer on this album, man. They're fucking thick and just sound like actual just drums. Yeah, like raw drums, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'd have to say my favorite song on the album is obviously Cheap Gore. But I really, really like I Hate Halloween. I just love that song. Oh, fucking, it's so good, man. But Cheap Gore... It just instantly hooked me when I heard him play it live. And then when I heard the actual recording and I could listen to it multiple times in a row to get the feel for it, I'm like, dude, what a fucking killer track, man. And Hard Rock Halloween. Dude, Cheap Gore is basically their, like, banger. Like, the most pissed off. Like, it's like the banger song on this fucking album. Like, it's it is. It's fucking shreds. It's just like a fast fucking heavy song. Yeah. Hard Rock Halloween is like their fucking, like... Party anthem. Yeah, their party fucking anthem song. The riff on that song fucking 
cheers to Mike for writing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Mike wrote it. I don't know. Dave might have wrote it. Whoever wrote that fucking riff. We're going to listen so to that good. song tonight. We're going to listen to that album tonight. We're going to listen to that album for like probably the fifth time for me tonight. And I'm totally 20th time for me this fucking week. Motherfucker. Hell yeah. When uh, Hard I, Rock Halloween comes on, we're going to shotgun a beer. <laughs> I feel like we should. I'm thinking about, I mean, the, the album's released. I don't feel like we might we might throw on a couple songs or at least one song of that album on the end of this recording. That Yeah, we might. I mean, don't, don't quote me on this, but if I can get a download of it, I will uh, at least put one song on the end of it. And I think that's going to make a few people pretty happy. I think it will. I mean, people need to hear it. And I know it's I know it's already released, but I know there's people who may not know it's released and maybe hopefully it's people who were going to listen to the podcast and I go fuck. But yeah. even if even if it's not if they're listening to the podcast they hear us talking about it, they can fucking find it. Yeah. But I'm it's probably there's probably going to be at least one. We need it, it needs to be there. It needs to be there. Yeah. And um I'm I'm guessing chances are it's going to be cheap gore. I'm thinking about it. I mean, that's the most it kind of ties into our podcast. Kind of does. I, I, I dig it. A fucking killer intro. What the song is about. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you'll you'll instantly know once that intro hits. Oh yeah. What's going on? Pretty cool. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah. I mean, that's the highlight of this episode. <laughs> it's the fucking new Acid Witch album. It's all downhill from here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Jared and I are just absolutely obsessed with this new Acid Witch album, and it wouldn't be Halloween without no. Acid Witch in Detroit. Should I, be everywhere, but, I mean, fuck in Detroit. Acid Witch is Halloween to me. It's It's not the same without them releasing something around halloween yeah or or like slasher dave or yeah like something something from you know i really dig that our friends release such killer shit me too i almost hate how much i'd like something my friends released <laughs> <laughs> because I, I i mean it's no secret how much i fucking love acid witch oh dude i'm like I get around fucking Shagrad and Slasher Dave, and I'm fanboy like a motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm in awe. The first time, oh my god, the first time we went to cinema, like I brought you down the the first your first cinema wasteland. It was my Can first Crusher cinema. was there, and I was like, oh dude, hey, there's Tim, Acid Witch, there's Tim. And you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> I know. Like, can I get a think you get a picture with me? I'm like, yeah, dude, he would. And I'm freaking out like it's fucking Tim from Acid Witch, man. And then uh Tim, this last cinema that we went to, said that one of the cinemas he was tripping on mushrooms. <laughs> and he was like, people kept trying to talk to me and it was just pissing me off because I was tripping hard and I didn't want to fucking deal with it. I was like, <laughs> I hope that wasn't the time that I met you for the first time and wanted a picture with you, dude. He's like well, I mean, that's cool and everything if that was the case, but, you know. No, he seemed pretty chill at that one. Yeah. I don't think that was the one. I think it was a different one, but <laughs> I'm like, that would suck if you're tripping balls. And I'm like, hey, man, you want to take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, dude. And then uh, I met Slasher Dave and met Mike at that one. 
pretty cool. Is that where you met Mike too? Yeah. Shit. You were like, hey, that's Mike from Acid Witch. And I was like, holy fuck. And we talked about Nintendo games. Like Castlevania and oh, fucking yeah. uh, Solstice and shit. And uh, I was like instantly like, this dude's cool as shit, man. I mean, the first time I met Mike, it was... I went over. He lived with uh, Jason and Kelly. And I went over to hang out there. And I think he was working on... You've heard him talk about that project he did where it's all just like sounds... Clips, clips and shit. It's this shit is like intense sounding. It's hilarious. I think he was working on that and he like played it for me. And that was like the first time I ever fucking met Mike. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Dude? Yeah, he's talked about that multiple times. He actually brought that up at Fister. I can't remember what it was called. Um It was a funny name. Yeah. It was it was like I don't know. But yeah. I love all those dudes in that band. I don't really know Phil. I don't know Phil at all. No. But uh he was running the door at Fister and uh he seems like a pretty cool guy. Seems chill. Yeah. A killer drummer. Holy fuck. Shit that show they played it was like two practices. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Fucking Witchtrap show. Yeah. Nailed it. it down. Yeah, nailed it. Um, so that's that's the big thing in our in our life. <laughs> the huge <laughs> thing in our life was the new Acid Witch, and we're gonna ride that till the fucking wheels fall off. Because I will forget about it. Well, not forget about it, but like settle about it once I know I have the vinyl coming to me. Yeah. Once that shit gets announced, and I order it, I'll be good yeah but there's still that nostalgia just lingering around of this new album this new fucking entity it's so good um unfortunately uh we had an awesome person in film pass away yeah when that was a was that a week ago I can't actually can't remember exactly what day it was. No, no, that was, was like two weeks ago. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Umberto. Umberto Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Man, he made some killer fucking films, man. He did. He made a shit ton of good ones. Yes. And I, uh, when I found out he passed away, I watched. Two of his films, back-to-back, that I own. I own three of them. Physical copies. I watched Nightmare City or City of the Walking Dead. And Make Them Die Slowly or Cannibal Furrow. I watched those back-to-back. And, man, he made some killer movies, man. Absolutely. Um... Which ones I because I, I watched a few. Uh, I've seen like Eaten Live and Cannibal Ferox and Nightmare City. Love Nightmare City, uh, but I decided to watch Black Demons and Ghost House. Okay, ones I watched right on. Yeah, yeah. Black Demons uh, could kind of have a little. I guess I'm not going to say racist, but it's like it's called Black Demons and it's just black tribe 
people turning into zombies. Oh, okay. Like it could like it could be viewed as racist in some people's eyes. Gotcha. I don't think it was, but the name kind of like <laughs> doesn't lend to it very well. Oh, gotcha. But I mean, decent movie. And then uh, Ghost House. It, it, I mean, it's good for a watch. <laughs> okay, so we definitely have Nightmare City and we have <laughs> Cannibal Ferox. Ghost House um, is just like oh the that. And we watched uh, Man from Deep River. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, today I watched Man from Deep River. Both of us did. Yeah, you were here when I put it on. Yes, you yep. were here when I put it on. Um, yeah. Ghost House just had really bad acting. That's really all. <laughs> like, out, outside of that, like I mean, like really bad acting. Okay, he, okay, real quick. Jared, the first thing that he says to me about Ghost House is that it's comparable to Troll 2. Acting-wise. Acting-wise. There is, like, this is the scene that actually got the comparison to me. And I'm like... Whoa! <laughs> this is this. Okay, here's here's the scene, and it's not like the whole movie was like this, but there was a few scenes that were bad. But this was the scene that I was like, that reminds me of Troll Two. <laughs> he comes downstairs, and like there's like this uh, like ghost of the girl with like this clown doll, and this guy's like, "Who are you? What? Oh my god! Help me! Somebody help me!" He seriously said it just like that. Oh. And he's supposed to be calling out for help and he's supposed to be scared. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what I'm like. A little bit like Troll 2. It's good for a watch. Yeah, like, watch it. And you know me, and you were the same way. We like movies that could be arguably bad movies. Oh, for sure, yeah. And we love them. Zombie Lake. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking atrocious. I love that movie. (laughs) This one is just like, ugh. When he has some cool like gore scenes, that okay starts off with a uh, homeboy getting an axe to the fucking head. Oh yeah, see that makes up for and it. And then fucking chick getting sliced through her, like almost like sliced through her neck. Ooh, stuck it into the wall, so she's just kind of hanging there. Oh wow. Yeah, not like stabbed in and all the way through, but like slicing your neck, but slicing the, with the blade going towards the wall, and it just like, and then she's just hanging there. Mm. That scene was cool. Sounds and then it ends with the homeboy, like, the guy and the girl get away, and he's crossing the street and gets hit by a bus. <laughs> oh, wow. And it ends with the freeze frame of the girl, like, gasping, like, <gasps> Oh, sweet. You got a year on this movie? Uh, Ghost House came out in 88. This was one This was uh, one of the movies because he, he, he directed a few under a different name. Gotcha. And he directed this one as Humphrey Humbert. Double H. Double H. Another one he did under a different name was uh, Nightmare Beach or Welcome to Spring Break. Oh, I love that movie. He did that as Harry Kirkpatrick. There's another one. You showed me that movie. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, it's great. I love to own it. It's so good. Oh, shit, yeah, like... Not, I mean, Nightmare City. He's did. Uh, there's actually there's his like more giallo and exploitation movies that honestly I have not seen. Yeah, I know. Eyeball is is one that yeah. I want to see. I uh, quick story. Uh, Jimmy uh, hooked me up with Frightmare Two, 
and the uh, trailer for Eyeball opens up the fucking VHS tape, and it's just yeah. so fucking killer, dude. I'm like, man, I really want. And there's a copy of it on eBay, but it's forty bucks, and I just don't have the funds for it, man. Yeah, see, I used to be in the spot, and I, I'm not so much anymore. Where I refuse to watch something unless I could get a physical copy of it. Like I wouldn't find it online and watch it. Right. And it stopped me from watching a lot of movies. <laughs> so I'm trying to go back and like movies I know like I've. I don't want to spend money on or I'm not going to find a copy of. I want to try finding streams of them. It's, there was like fucking Eyeball, Syndicate Sadist, uh, Seven uh, Bloodstained Orchids. Okay. Like all like I like those three, 100%, I wanted to, been wanting to check out and I've just never gotten a copy of it. Eyeball, I've seen come and go a few times on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pretty clean copy of it up there now, but it's like thirty nine ninety nine. Is it the Prism Clan? Yes. Yep. Um, but if it wasn't for streaming movies, there's a handful of just excellent movies I never would have seen. Yeah, see, it was just that was just my personal thing. Like, I would not stream a movie. I don't blame like, you. I collect movies. I will buy. I will find a copy of it, and that's when I'll watch it. In some cases, I would stream the movie and then buy the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've seen it ahead of time. And I'm like, I have to own this. You know, like Blood Rage. I'm never going to be able to afford Blood Rage. But it's a fucking killer movie. And I used to stream it when I went to school all the time. I watched it all the fucking time. Yeah. Same thing with a Home Sweet Home before I bought it. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Body by Jake. Fuck your whole day up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. But fucking, I didn't own it. And uh, I do now. But we're like three on a meat hook. And, you know, like fucking movies like that. It's just, people want these insane prices for. VHS fluctuates. It does. That's the thing. And you, you do get people who are idiots, and they're like, oh, well, this movie sold for a dumb amount, so I can sell this movie for a dumb amount. <laughs> it's like, no, just because that movie sold for it doesn't mean this movie goes for that. I told Jimmy how much the 555 Massacre video slipcase is going for, and he spit his beer out. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> he just gave it to me. Yeah. He bought it from Lewis for like 20 He got 20 bucks. He just gave it to me because he didn't like the movie. I was like, yeah, it's going for like a hundo. And he was like, Poof. he spit his beer out. He was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, people are asking just insane prices for like VHS tapes. Because you better bet your fucking sweet ass. If I found eyeball for like 10 bucks, I'd be buying it. But 40 bucks is just kind of like, man, it's kind of hard because I'm not like that kind of a collector i used to be dude 100 percent. you could if you went online go on one of the facebook groups because like there's a couple more vhs groups yeah you could probably find that movie for less than that yeah probably but i, I i'm thinking about getting the dvd i mean yeah get whatever if there is one uh, uh I honestly don't know if anybody did a, a legit release of that. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but I, I would just get a DVD of it. I would assume somebody fucking has. Cool that movie's with that. not. I would assume somebody's released that movie. Legit release of that movie. Yeah. Because I'm like super into Jalo films, 
and Jallos, yeah. yeah, Jallos and uh, you know, um, Umberto Lenzi, fucking all day. God, dude, they fucking. I told you about that guy. Like, he used to be. He used to like come to shows and shit back when I was like in my like old like one of my first punk bands. Mm-hmm. And like I found him on Facebook and we've been friends for a while. And I guess he's just now starting to get into horror. And he posted about the movie Trick or Treat. Like the one that came out like oh six. Oh, seven. Trick or Treat. Yeah. And um, he was like, asking people's like opinion on it. I commented. I'm like, yeah, like I like the movie. I was like, I really, I dig the feel of it, and I like, you know, ninety percent of it. I was like, but the only thing that sucked about it is the fucking werewolf Marilyn Manson CGI scene. Yeah, the hot topic fucking. His, yeah, his interlude. response back to me was like, oh, you mean the scene with all the tits and ass? Yeah, that scene totally sucked. And I'm like, yeah, dude, if you're watching a movie just for tits and ass, you can get that shit on the internet anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, and if I want to see it in a movie. I can do with it. I can see it without the fucking Marilyn Manson and the CGI. I'm like, fuck, dude. Check out almost every Italian giallo, and you'll find it done way better with hotter women. Yeah. And more fucking style. Yeah. And his response back to me after that was just like, well, I like it. Well, that's but cool. honestly, I don't think he knew what the fuck I was talking about when I said Italian giallo. <laughs> no. <laughs> if he was just not. getting more, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I will talk to you about music or movies, but I'm like. Just off of that and a couple other things he posted, I'm like, me and you have we're gonna not gonna see eye to eye on this. Anything I recommend to you and give my view on it, you're not gonna dig it. He's the one who fucking posted watching Suspiria for the first time, and then he was the only comment under it, and it was, well, not as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing about like people getting into horror now is when you reach back, the magic's not there. If you had, yeah, if if you really don't have a memory in your childhood of watching older horror movies, and you're trying to get into it now, the magic isn't yeah. there. You you don't accept it for what it is. No. There's a nostalgia that we have, like you and I, of seeing bad movies, or bad acting, or cheap gore. No pun intended. Where we were like, whoa, this is cool. And then now we get introduced to like old movies that we'd never seen before that are along the same lines. And we're like, dude, that's fucking killer. But if my brother, either one of my brothers were to see Suspiria, they wouldn't fucking like it. If they're like all of a sudden that woke up one day, like I like horror now. Okay. Here's Suspiria. One of the greatest horror films ever made. They'd be like, this sucks. See, I think a lot of it is uh, with people nowadays, people getting into horror nowadays. They haven't seen anything get in the horror. They're watching 2000s era horror, mid 90s to now yeah, right. horror. So mm-hmm. you're watching movies that are almost like, uh, like I guess almost more, there's like CGI, more CGI involved depending on what they're watching. And depending on what they're watching, it's almost like a fucking Michael Bay film. <laughs> it's just all this like shit to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're watching that stuff, <laughs> and then trying to go back and watch these movies where like everybody's like, these are fucking horror staples that you need to watch, and they're fucking masterpieces. And they're just like, oh, I don't fucking see it. This is dumb. That's obviously fake. 
Yeah. That is fucking, that's red paint. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's like, fuck. So they're they're like seeing it from like a different lens. Yeah. But that's, these remakes that are coming out are suited for those people. Dude, that's what bothers me so much about fucking remakes is people are like, oh, it's going to give more attention to the original. I'm like, not really. No. I'm like, it will. People will realize that it's there. Because they're going to be like, oh, it's fucking stupid. It's old. I know. If I was to show my brother the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he wouldn't like it. But he likes the remake with Jessica Biel. Yeah. He's like, oh, that was cool, but the old one's just cheesy. And it looks like shit. It's like, dude, 1974, this scared people to their fucking core. Shit, even when we saw it in the theater in Ann Arbor. Yeah. In that old ass theater with the tiny fucking wooden chairs. Everybody was laughing because all young people, I don't think, seen it before. They're all like cracking jokes until fucking Franklin loses it. No, actually, it was before Franklin loses it. It was fucking, he comes out of the fucking clocks the dude with the, uh, with the hammer. Yeah, with the mini sledge. That's when they were like, <gasps> and yeah. like nobody cracked a joke the rest of the movie. Okay. They just so, fucking listened. Yes. So that brings me to this point. If there was more movie theaters that would play these old staples to where you could experience it in a movie theater as it should be. I think that the new generation of people getting into horror would appreciate horror more because motherfucker, let me tell you, I seen house of the devil in a movie theater and it changed me. It changed me. (laughs) Now I would have liked that movie if I would have seen it on your TV, but seeing it in a movie theater just sent me over the edge. And that was a first-time watch for me. That was a first-time watch for me. Yeah. You know, if I was to put Suspiria on, on a like take my brother or like someone, I, I, I keep saying my brother, but someone who's just getting into horror to see Suspiria in a movie theater, they might be like, okay, this is cool. But sitting in the living room, watching it on TV, they're just like, eh, maybe if it's like on a big screen with like surround sound and like the way it should be especially with the new remastered like here's the thing though this is what i'm going to chime in me and johnny went when they were circling the the italian print that they just found me and johnny went and seen that there were people like throughout that movie front to back laughing like at scenes jesus and like I was talking to somebody they're like, oh no, I think it's because they thought it was like funny because like one the the one scene where she locks herself in the room and then yeah. she starts stock stacking the luggage up to get out the window and then it's barbed wire. Yeah. That whole scene, people are just fucking like laughing, and like they're like, oh no, it's because they it's like funny because obviously they could get in the door, but they're not trying to get in the door. They're trying to get her to force her out that window. And I'm like, that's not really why they were laughing. They're laughing. Because of how the, it's shot, and they, in their minds, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Because, like, the, the parts they laughed at, you could tell why they were laughing. And I'm like, you get, like, kudos for you. You fucking gave money to come see this. Yeah, who's the real asshole? <laughs> and now you're just laughing at it, and you're just like, well, whatever, ha, ha, ha. Like, no, no, like it's fucking legit, man. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be people who just don't, they're not going to see it that way. There are going to be people in the horror now, and they're not going to dig 
80s horror at all. No. 70s horror. No. But to, in my mind, it's like different. Like, because you get people in the, who obviously it's like, I like 80s horror, but I'm not too huge on like 50s horror, 60s horror. But I feel it's almost different. Because between like 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, that's like almost two totally different fucking worlds of filmmaking. Really is. I'm not really too hot on 50s and 60s horror uh, a whole lot. There's some good ones in there, but they've been remade. Yeah. And that's where my argument goes. Segue into that a little bit, I guess. I can shoehorn this in there. When I talk about remakes. Right. That's where I, I, I got in this argument with people before, and like I actually got people to understand where I was talking from, coming from, and they're like, "That makes sense." I'm like, "Look, I'm not 100% against remakes. Just remake movies that need to be remade. That makes sense for it to be remade." True. I'm like, "It doesn't make sense for you to remake a movie from the 80s because not much has really changed in filmmaking. No, just CGI. CGI. That's pretty much about it. So you're grabbing these like awesome <clears throat> fucking like cult classics from the 80s." There's no reason to remake them. No. Grab a movie from the 50s. Yes. 60s. Yeah. Filmmaking from then to now totally changed. Would I watch The Fly, the original? Would I watch The Blob, the original? Would I watch The Thing, the original? Would I watch Night of the Living Dead, the original? Yes. I've seen the remakes. It makes me want to go back and watch the originals. Yeah. Now the new generation sees these all this CGI and all this like new school shit and they can't even appreciate so it's different for you and I than it is for like the new people getting into horror. Like you I know, think the remakes draw you back to like the original. In my mind it's remake a movie that oh they couldn't do these things when they made this movie. Let's remake it and redo it now. Right. Cool. You want to make a movie? Do it that way. But stop doing this movie is like a cult classic. It did fucking great. Everybody looks at this was like this awesome movie. I bet you if we remade this movie, it's gonna make us a fucking bank. Yeah, for that's sure. That's exactly what it. Yeah, that's all it is. Evil Dead. Yeah. It. Fuck yeah, you're Evil right. Evil Dead. You're right. Shit. To Friday, Tech Chainsaw Massacre, Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare, on Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucking everything. Black Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Almost name a movie from like seventies through the eighties that they remade, and now American cinema is getting even horrible, worse with it. Where it's like, oh, let the right one in. Let's remake that. Came out fucking three years ago. Let's remake it. <laughs> it was getting ridiculous with it, huh? But what was it? Uh, record, and then the remake was. Uh, what the fuck was the remake of Record? Uh, Contagion, I think. Something like that. Contagion? I, I think something like that. It was like one of the two was a remake. I actually can't remember because it's fucking found footage and I ignore it. But it's like, dude, don't don't remake it just to make money. Like, remake it because it's like... Yeah. The, when that movie was made, shit has drastically changed. Yes. And, and on how you make films. The best example for me is the blob the original idea scared people to their fucking it rattled their bones but in the 80s they were like we can take this 
and make it even fucking scarier and modernize it. But if they were to do the blob now, it would be like the mist. If if anyone's ever seen the mist, it's a Stephen King story, all CGI. I don't mind the mist. I'm not. I'm not knocking the mist. I, it's an okay movie, but I'm just saying it'd be over the top computer graphic. Oh fuck yeah! Just cool. 100%. insane. You know what I mean? But like in the 80s, they were remaking the classics, and they were still holding true to the technology that they had at the time. Yeah, well, because they were making these classics from like the 50s, 60s. Yeah. And now it's like, well, at the 80s, there was technology that they didn't have then. So it made sense to do it. The only thing that's changed, really, from the 80s till now is CGI. Yes. Like, that's the only thing that really changed. Like, Carpenter really didn't want to remake the thing. Yeah. He was afraid it was going to taint the original. These people nowadays, they don't even care if it taints. No, there was... Oh, I'm going to do my own take on it. I'm just going to... Yeah, this is the thing, yeah. but I'm going to do my own my own take on this. Yeah, fuck that. That's terrible. There's no reason for it anymore. That's... that's I don't know how we just got into fucking talking about remakes, but that's my fucking shit about that. I don't yeah, know. me too. No, I just... I don't know. But, uh, well, yeah, man. We got some beers to drink and some uh, Acid Witch to listen to, so... Yeah, we do. We got something. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, guys, I think that's fucking it, man. Uh, we went on our rants... We went on our uh, drunk reviews. ramblings. Yeah, drunk reviews. ramblings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about that. So uh, until next time. Yep, we'll see you. All right, see you guys later. This is Metro News with Charles Rowe, Gil Stratton, and the entire Metro News team. Into another controversy tonight. This time, the advertising for a newly released horror film. And as Channel 11's Judy Bloom reports, the battleground is a billboard. This visually violent and sexually explicit poster for a new movie called Maniac is arousing a great deal of anger within the women's community in Los Angeles. They say that posters like this one contribute to violence against women.
president there told me the movie is doing a fair business. This was its first day.